Welcome back to Hashtag Because Love, a weekly podcast designed to create a narrative about loving what you do and doing what you love because you get to define what love looks like because you get to own what your work is because together we get to encourage and power through and ultimately elevate love. Hi, Reina. Welcome back. This is your host, Suhai Johnson, and you are in, you are tuning in to the hashtag Because Love, the podcast. You are in for such a treat today, Reina. Today, I have our very first guest. When I got serious about starting this podcast, about loving the work that you do, I just knew who I wanted my first guest to be. I knew because our first guest is someone who I feel embodies loving the work you do. I could speak about all the things that make her an amazing guest on this platform for forever. But instead, I'm going to introduce her and let you hear her story and you'll see what I mean. My first guest is Deborah. She is a 41-year-old Afro-Latina who was born in Patterson, New Jersey, raised in Hudson County. She is the middle child of three children, born to an Italian mother and a Puerto Rican Afro-Latino father. She has a bachelor's in sociology and has been in the field of child protective services with a focus on investigations for the last 16 years. We have had a plethora of conversations about how she loves the hard and necessary work she does. And today, here she is to share her story with you. Hi, Deborah. Hi, good morning, Reina. How are you? I'm well, so much better because I'm talking to you. Thank you so much for joining us. You are our first guest. I'm so excited. (laughs) Good morning to all the Reinas out there. (laughs) So I gave a brief introduction and I say brief because I've known you for quite a while. I know how absolutely magnificent you are Um, and could have gone on for about at least the 30 minutes that we're going to be on here telling people why this makes sense with you. Um, and also, I wanted to make sure I give you an opportunity to introduce yourself in your own words or add anything I didn't capture. So go, Deborah. who are you? Talk to me a little bit about how we came to connect and why you're here today. Um, who am I? I think mm-hmm. that's such an amazing question, right? Because we're <laughs> all so multidimensional. Um, you and I have known each other since we were toddlers, um, <laughs> at, basically, you know, we, we started Head Start together in Hudson County. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And um, we came, we've connected, obviously, we've stayed connected over the years. And, and like life will have it, you know, we disconnect for a little while and we're right back to where we left off. Mm-hmm. Um, but to answer your question, I am just me. And um, that is on any given day. Um, somebody different, not to say that I have multiple personalities, but, um, you know, I am just me. I go with the flow. Um, you know, I'm, everything you said is true. Born in Patterson, um, raised in Hudson. I'm the middle child of three children. Um, 
Mom is Italian, dad is Afro-Latino, Puerto Rican, um, came to the mainland when he was like 19, didn't speak too much English. Um, and I was raised in Hudson, which, you know, is a melting pot. Um, mm-hmm. And so culturally, I identify as Latina, um, as Afro-Latina. And, um, you know, I am just me. I am just, I try to be the best person that I can be every day. Um and I mean, there's really nothing else to say. You know, I've, I've been in the, in the field of child protective services for 16 years. Um, and while what we do does become a part of who we are, it is not completely who we are. Um, you know, we spoke briefly about, um, you know, me kind of, you know, where I wanted to come from when we were doing this podcast and, and how I realized, you know, Yes, I, I'm in the field of child protective services, and it does take a play a big role in my life because mm-hmm. it's such a demanding work. Um, mm-hmm. But that's not who I am. I'm just Deb. I'm just Deb, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. Just yeah. Deb is a lot. Yeah, and, yeah. And I love every part of it. Yeah. Um. So why did you say yes to joining this discussion on loving the work that you do and joining us on this platform? Because I think it's important that um, people understand that, A, it's important to love the work that you do, because when you do mm-hmm. love the work that you do, it doesn't become work, right? It, it's a passion. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's also important to be realistic in that um, the work that you do and that you love, it's not going to be pretty all the time. And much mm-hmm. like love, it's work. Right. Much like love in a romantic sense, it's work. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it's important for the younger women coming up, um, those that might be stuck in a career or contemplating a career change um, or even just, you know, the young women that are in college looking to see what they're going to do with themselves. I think it's important that they have this kind of arena where they can hear um, the different struggles um, Mm -hmm. and, and also the reality. Right. Of what work is and how you can love it and Mm -hmm. how you can be angry at it sometimes. (laughs) Um, And that's Uh okay. And that's okay. Right. To feel, um, you know, it's okay to go through these different emotions on a day to day when it comes to work and, and, and what you love. Absolutely. So let's scale that back a little bit for him. Right. So um, I like to give an opportunity for my guests to define love and work. Right. Because love looks really different for a lot of people. Um, I often tell folks that my version of love is more is less like fairy tale happily ever after and more like a Mary J's 90s song, right, where you like fall into it and it's real and you want to break up and you do the work and you stay together. So for a minute, stop and tell me, how do you define love and how did you get to that definition? Girl. (laughs) (laughs) Um, let me, let me start by saying this. I think it's important for ev- all the listeners, men and women alike, um, to mm-hmm. know that love changes, right? Love, mm-hmm. um, you know, I started, I embarked on this career when I was 26 and I absolutely loved it. But the love that I knew at 26 is the love is different from the love that I know at 41. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's important to realize that love will change and your definition of love will change. But ultimately, love for me is... Um, an understanding, a commitment. Um, mm. It is an understanding that things aren't fairy tale like, mm-hmm. um, and that while some moments and some 
episodes in life and some, you know, brief stunts in life might be magical. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it is going to be followed by some tough stuff, you know, some, mm-hmm. some tough love, so to speak. Yeah. Um, so I feel like love, you know, for me is an understanding and an unconditional um, understanding of, okay, today might be rough. It might, we might be having a rough patch and we mm-hmm. meaning a romantic relationship, a friendship, a sibling uh, situation, mm-hmm. a work situation, but we'll get through it. And, and it's the commitment to, and, and the hope to know that you're going to get through it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so define work for me. What is the work you do in your words? So I am, um, like I said, I've been in the field of child protective services for 16 years and I focus, my focus is investigation. So essentially, um, I am charged with, um, investigating, uh, much like, you know, they, the people joke and they call us the, uh, kids cop, something mm-hmm. like that. You know, it's, it's, you know, um, but it's, the work is essentially making sure that the most important part of the work is making sure that kids are safe. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not to meet some kind of, at least in my, in my world, at least for me personally, it's not to meet some kind of um, standard or fulfill some kind of, you know, uh, you know, whatever the job duty. No, it's, it's a real, it's a real, this is real, right? These are mm-hmm. children that I deal with. So um, the work that I do is really, um, focused on child safety. Um, but, but more importantly, um, and as time, I guess, went on in my career, my priority is really connecting families, um, in the community and educating families, believe it or not. Um, Mm -hmm. part of my role as an investigator, um, is that I get an opportunity to come in contact with the community and some of these folks, most of which, um, don't really, know the laws and they really don't know um, a lot of the services available to them um, in their community. So that's part of my role. Part of my role is going out there, right, because there's an issue or, or there's some kind of a crisis happening. And while, you know, families might view anyone from a child protective service standpoint as a bad guy, um, that's really not my work. My work mm-hmm. is to go in there and figure out with the family, the best possible solution to remedy whatever the issue is and or enrich and empower the family to be able to sustain with community supports with people within their own community. Yeah, you know, you and I over the years have had a lot of conversations and you provided such amazing insight um, for me, right? Because the bottom line is that the work that you do is incredibly hard and incredibly necessary. And so, you know, I remember the first time we started to have this conversation about how you love the work you do. And I remember looking at you like, how do you love like child protective services? That's really hard work. Um, And your answer had stayed really consistent. The work might've been different. The feeling has always been the same over the time that, you know, we've been connected and, and, and I've seen you grow in the work. Um, and, and that's always fascinated me. And I, and I, it leads me to my next question, because I want to ask you, why do you do the work you do? Why did you start and why do you stay in it? Oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm literally 
these are my people. And when I say these are mm-hmm. my people, um, you know, I feel that I really what it what it comes down to is the fact that, you know, I feel connected to this work because it's a calling. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel that, you know, um, I didn't really know what I was going to do with myself um, while I was in college. I barely made it out of college. That's the hard truth. Um, mm-hmm. The only reason why I probably continued is because I had some student loans I had to pay. I was like, all right, well, it's either the degree or I'm going to be in debt for life. Um, and that's real. And so um, I, I kind of fell into this field. Um, and, and it's a funny story. I really fell into this field because one of my friends said, hey, if you go into this field, they'll pay for your student loans. Mm. Little did I know that there was a, a big caveat to that. Um, <laughs> and of course, they never paid for my loans. But, but that's okay, because I, I really, truly feel that I was kind of directed into this field. And um, part of the reason is, is that I am able to relate to these people. Um, mm. and, and, and I can tell you this. I can tell you that I can relate to anyone, um, no matter what state, no matter what race, no matter what gender, I can just, I have an ability to relate and connect and empathize. And I'm just a people person. And I feel like this is a calling. Mm -hmm. And I feel that um, I know, not that I feel, I know that I've made a difference. Um, Mm -hmm. And I I don't think a lot of people can say that, or, or I shouldn't say that. I should say that I don't know that a lot of people have that, that that knowledge of the change that they have made, but this platform allows me an opportunity to actually visually see um, and impact and change in the community. And with one family, you know, just one family, that's all it takes is you change one person or you help one person to um, move to the next level and there's your change or there's your support. So I'm able to support the community even if it's just touching one person and hopefully making a change, if that makes any sense. Absolutely. It absolutely yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So you ever want to break up with it? Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Um, oh my God. 16 years. Um, yeah. Often, um, you know, it, it's exhausting. I, you know, even though I do truly believe that this field that I'm in is a calling, it doesn't go without saying it's very taxing. It's emotionally taxing. Um, for me, I am invested in these folks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are, obviously there are people who go out and do their job and, you know, you have the people that do the nine to five and get the job done. And okay, well, you know what, I'm, what are we doing this weekend? And, and no, my job very much stays with me almost 24 hours a day. Um, I literally can be out on a Saturday um, shopping and uh, something will happen and I'll think of, you know, one of the families I've encountered or someone that I'm working with. Um, You know, I get calls on the weekends. Um, You know, it's, yeah, I wanted to break up with it several times. (laughs) Um, I think we might've had an episode like two weeks ago where I wanted to break up with it. Mm -hmm. Um, But, but again, that's part of knowing love at 41 um, differently, right? It's knowing that, yes, today's a bad day and today was tough. And, you know, I might've even failed today, right? Because we get to fail. We get to 
mess up, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah, I, I kind of realized, okay, today wasn't a good day, but you know what, you know, we're going to just stick through this because that's part of the role, right? Like everything in life, you know, things you have to adapt and adjust and track and adjust and you have to kind of work through it. And that's part of my role as a quote unquote social worker or child protective service worker um, is kind of tracking and adjusting and making things um, work and, and taking things for what they are and not being intimidated or discouraged, but, you know, seeing the problem, thinking of a solution and getting there. So yeah, I've, I've wanted to break up several times and I'm still here. We're still together. You sure are. <laughs> Let's stay together. We're still right? together. We're still together. <laughs> um, so again, we've talked a number of times and, and, and the theme of this being really difficult and really necessary work um, has come up a few times, even in just this conversation um, with the really difficult part. Is there any other work? Is there any other outlet? What are the ways you kind of find to to decompress and to be able to rejuvenate so you can go back and do the important and hard work the next day? Um, and this, again, you learn through time and with time. Um, I personally require a lot of downtime, a lot of, um, you know, I call it quiet time and, mm-hmm. and a time to reflect myself and um a time to recharge so to speak so i i do a lot of self-care i do do some meditating um i definitely will um i've created these amazing boundaries with folks in an attempt um to self-care and and i have a great support system you included um (laughs) who understand me right who understand that 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 you know doing this work and I'm not taking away from any other kind of work, every, every work, every job, every, you know, um, everyone has their responsibilities and everybody has their um, certain stressors at work. Um, Mine, because it's almost like a 24 hour kind of situation um, where I'm constantly trying to, you know, I'm here at home and I'm, I may think of a situation of a family I'm dealing with and I may come up with a solution while I'm making like an omelet, like, Oh, we could do this, you know? So it's constantly um, with me. Right. Even when I'm out enjoying my personal time, you know, somebody will say something and I'll be like, Oh, that's a great idea. You know? Um, So for me to disconnect, I I try to do a lot of self care. Mm -hmm. um, And a lot of that does translate into me being alone for a lot of the time because (laughs) I talk so much during the day. I give a lot of, you know, advice, if you will, um, a lot of strategizing. So there's a lot that it takes for me day to day. So when I need to disconnect, I do do so by, you know, I, I do writing. I have the, mm-hmm. um, I have, I keep a journal. I also started a um, Instagram um, yes. site. So we'll throw that out there. <laughs> yes. Um, internal uh, underscore dialogue underscore <laughs> at internal underscore dialogue underscore um, yep. and that's just it's just a, a a platform or space where I can just throw words out I love words I love um, the play on words I love the meaning of words um, mm-hmm. so yeah I, I, I do a lot of different things to kind of decompress good for you yeah um, you know, you, every, every question I ask you, I love you because it, it, well, I love you for a lot of reasons, but <laughs> it jumps right into what I was thinking next. But, you know, what's your advice? 
for anyone that is beginning to consider the work they want to do, whether it's a person that's beginning their professional career, whether it's someone who wants to make a, you know, like sharp left and change what they're doing at, at a certain point in their life. What's your advice for anyone that's beginning to consider the work that they want to do? Um, I would say, you know, even I, in this field, I've, I've considered um, career change and I've asked myself why, you know, I, mm-hmm. I've asked myself, you know, what is the driving force that I'm considering a possible career change and really seriously contemplating saying, okay, you know, maybe I want to do something different. Um, I would encourage um, folks to question first why they would be thinking of a career change or even starting a career period. Like what, what do I, what do I want to gain out of this experience, out of this journey? And what can I offer? Because that's important too. You don't want to just look for a career path where your focus is what you're going to gain. Yes. At a younger age and fresh out of college, of course you want to make some money. Right. And um, depending on what state you live in child protective service, you know, we, there are some high paying states, but you'll learn with time, ladies and gentlemen, that money <laughs> is not everything. Um, you know, you'll learn with time. And if I can give this advice and hopefully somebody will listen, money is really not everything. Yes. Money, mm-hmm. you know, money does make the world go round and we need money to survive, but please, I, 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 I encourage you to, um, really think about what it is that you want to bring to the table in any career you choose. You, you, you know, mm-hmm. you, I think that when you look for a career, whether it's going to be changing your career or starting a new career, I think that a lot of people focus on what they're going to get out of it versus what they're going to give. And I think that there needs to be a good balance for, yes, yes for that love to occur, right? For you to love that work there has to be a good balance. You have to be offering and receiving, you know, and it's not always going to be equal, right? Just like a romantic relationship. Sometimes you got to put in 60, sometimes he's putting in 40 um, and you kind of shift off and you kind of have this interchangeable energy. Um, And the same thing goes for a career. So I would encourage folks to really ask what they can offer, what they themselves can offer. Um, And also, you know, what it is that's in their heart, what, what it is that they want to do. I always knew from a very young age that I wanted to do something with children. So if you go back to our high school um, <laughs> yearbook, uh-huh. you'll see underneath my caption, I think says something like child psychologist. Uh, no, I don't got that kind of money. <laughs> no, I don't got that kind of time. You know, had I done things differently, maybe I would have, um, you know, got the child psychology degree, but it didn't work out that way. But um, I'm definitely doing something in the same scope in terms of um, the connectivity to the community and the connectivity that I have to these youth um, that I service or the youth that I service. So although I don't have that degree and I don't have, you know, that kind of I'm not working in that role, I still am very much so st- on the path to helping. That's the underlying word is I've been a helper my whole life. Mm. Wow. Whew. <laughs> I am going to switch this up a little bit. This is a segment that I like to call on the throne because we're all reinas, right? Um, so I want you to finish these sentences for me while you're on the throne. One, people would be really surprised if they knew that 
Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Um all right, people and this is about me obviously, right? People would yes, be surprised. Absolutely. Okay. So um people would be surprised that you know, I'm very confident or I, at least I I I am confident. Um but I definitely present to me when I walk into a room and stuff, you know. I have this big personality. Um I've always had this big personality, but believe it or not, I'm super shy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm like super shy and I don't know how to flirt. So I'm a single 41 um, year old Latina, Afro Latina, who cannot, Puerto Rican, who cannot flirt to save her life. Um, you know, I, I am almost, um, you know, someone, one of my friends called me uh, situationally unaware and I was like I'm sorry and he was like yeah you're situationally unaware you have no idea that this guy's flirting with you I can't pick up the signs I'm just like completely oblivious so I think that people would be surprised to know that although I'm very um or you know a part of me part of who I am because we're multidimensional right part of who I am is this great big presence this super confident you know articulate um no nonsense um, we're going to get the job done personality, but I am really shy and I am, I can't flirt. I can't flirt to save my life. This is why I'm probably single. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Second sentence to finish. When I began this work, I wish I knew. <sighs> when I began this work, I wish I knew how many people I would really reach. Um, mm. I had no idea that I would be this deep um, in the community initially. Um, I didn't realize how important this role is in the community. Um, but more importantly, I didn't realize how my role in this agency in the community would be. Um, I didn't realize how I would impact folks. And the only way that I kind of came to know this is with time, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I'll be in the community and I'll see folks that I uh, encountered or, or worked with five, 10 years ago, and they'll come up to me and give me updates on their life. Um, oh. Yeah. And they'll like, um, tell me that they never forgot me because I did this and I helped them do this or, um, or, or the reverse. Let me be clear. Let me not make this all pancakes and, and, and cookies. Um, some people, you know, they hold some little resentment towards me because of the work mm -hmm. that I do um, in those tough situations. But I didn't realize how, how many people I would touch um, mm -hmm. and how deeply I would touch them in this role. Mm, love that. Mm. Finish this one for me. I am not done. I still want to. Mm. I want to cultivate change. I mm. want to continue to cultivate change. I want to be the good example for the community. Um, yeah, I, I feel like government agencies, state, you know, federal feel like there's, especially with the current climate, you know, I feel like there's um, a lot of negative connotations to the work that we do. Um, and I'd like for people to realize that um, I'm just like you, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, we, we are the same people. We are the same people 
Um, I don't think I'm better than anybody. In fact, this um, role that I've kind of taken on in life has given me or afforded me an opportunity to let people know that I'm just a person just like you. The only difference is, um, you know, I, I may be able to, to fix this a little bit easier or help you solutionize this. But trust me, I have to rely on my supports to help me clean up my own messes. So I think that, um, I think that, you know, just being who I am and, and having an opportunity to show people like, hey, yeah, government, 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 but that's not what we're here for. This is not my role, at least. I don't know about any other agencies that, or entities, but my focus here is to be a human being and to show you that, you know, we're all the same. We just got to get through life. Life is hard. Yeah. 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 So finish this one for me. If you as a listener took nothing else away today, I want to make sure you know that it's okay to love and it's okay to um, be afraid to love and it's okay to um, feel like you love something and at the same time on any given day you might hate it. (laughs) Um, and that's okay. That's okay. That doesn't, you know, I feel like, um, one of the biggest messages should be to, for people to understand that, um, work in the, in the, in the content of like a job is one thing, but work is really just a daily, um, it's a, it's a, it's a task. It's, it's living, it's life. Like life is a constant work. It's a constant change. And, um, I, it's okay to have these indifferent feelings. Um, it doesn't mean that, um, you're a bad person. It doesn't mean that you're not in the field that you should be in. I mean, it definitely, you know, when you're having those hard days, it definitely, um, it would help to kind of look at what's going on, right? Why am I having this bad day? Why am I feeling this way? But it's okay to have experienced these feelings of like, you know, uh, uncertainty, so to speak, because that's what life is, right? Nothing's really certain in life. So if, if folks could take away one thing, um, it is just kind of be like, let it be. And, and if it feels right, the work you do, um, the person you're with, um, your friendships, your relationships, if it feels right, it might not always, and that, that's okay, you know, and it'll get back on track, if that makes any sense. Absolutely makes right, sense. Good. So the last one I want you to answer, just finish the sentence, is you can find me at? Internal underscore dialogue underscore. <laughs> I mean, on Instagram. On Instagram. <laughs> it's up and coming. I mean, look, folks, I'm yep. a normal human being. I'm just a girl. Um, well, like a 41 year old, right? Um, but, you know, um, <laughs> you know, I'm just a person. Like, I'm just kind of, you know, winging it through life like everybody else with a little bit of expertise in this area. And, um, you know, I'm just here to offer and, and to be, right? To, to just be along with folks during this journey of life. Oh, Deborah, I can't thank you enough. Um, when I think about you being, um, I am so grateful that I get a front row seat to seeing you be the change that you've always wanted to see and be seeing you be the change that inspires others to understand that 
making change and making um, impactful um, an impactful difference is possible. So thank you for being the change. I appreciate you so much for being here today. And more importantly, I appreciate you, you for who you are and for what you do always. Oh, thanks for having me and your first <laughs> guest. Oh my God. Your first guest. Good of luck. I'm so are. proud of you. I'm so excited. And, I'm, and you know, I'll be back on the show for sure. Of course you are. I yes. can't wait. Yes. Yes. <laughs> thank you so much. Um, so I hope all of you have absolutely loved spending this time with Deborah the way I have. I hope you you were able to see why I just had to have her as my first guest as we expand and grow and foster this space where we can learn about loving the work that we do and doing the work that we love. This is Suhai Johnson asking you to remember to encourage, empower, and elevate yourself and others, Reina. See you next Monday.